4: Presented
0: by
2: ATT. Connecting changes everything.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: We are nearing the midway point of the 2018 NFL regular season, and there are some big names, some prime time names. They're going to be missing action in week seven. And no, we're not talking about the likes of Aaron Rodgers and Antonio Brown and Russell Wilson, all who are on buys in week seven. Guys who actually have games that they will be missing because of injuries. We dive into all of that over the next two hours. So glad to have you with us here on Fox Football Fantasy as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We will also be keeping you up to date of what is happening in London. Because at the bottom of the hour, the Chargers and Titans will do battle in the second of the, I guess you could say, fourth international series, as there's three games in London and one later on this season in Mexico City. All right, it's week seven, a lucky number seven. Let's get right to it, because the guy sitting next to me does not need luck. He's got the information, the stats, heck, let's just put it this way. He's got what you need to succeed. He's done it in weeks one, two, three, four, five, and six. Week seven should absolutely be no different. If you haven't been listening, listen now, because he is here to bring you fantasy success. He's the one. He's the only. He's
3: Mike Harmon. There's a man channeling a lot of energy as we are just 25 minutes away from kickoff. Wembley, I'm very excited. Our buddy Justin Frostberg, producer from my evening show with Jason Smith here on Fox Sports Radio, posting all the pregame warm-up pictures. He gave me no inside information as to how workload's going to be split for the uh, Los Angeles backfield, so I don't have that for you. But it's an interesting week. Certainly my own fantasy teams are decimated because of bye weeks and the injuries. I, I lost two heavyweights to injury, one of which will be under undertaken here in twenty five minutes and then the other in Chicago. Get get this, Dan. Get in price for Bears Patriots today. You want to take a guess at what a oh, pair geez. of tickets would cost you?
2: Ah gosh. I would I would say get in price for a you know it's it's a huge seven. stadium. Yeah. Um I don't know, about seventy five bucks a ticket. What do we got?
3: Three seventy five three seventy five each. each. Wow! Playing it up like a Super Bowl. Look, I looked into this before the season even began. They were at 200. Just the idea of sure. getting to see Brady one more time. That was one of the Bears' defense. That was before Khalil Mack and the and the trade. But where the defense was giving you a little bit of run. But now you're talking about prime time. This. People hoping this is a Super Bowl 20 rematch preview, all those fun things that you have in a 37 page takeout section uh, on a Sunday newspaper. 375 a ticket, that's,
2: Dan. I, that's crazy. And I, and I will even admit to this. <laughs> I hate it when you say, hey, guess how much this costs? And they're like, a thousand bucks. And you're like, no, it was like 200. So I always go low. Go low. I, 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 I was thinking, okay, it's got to be. It's got to be like 200. That's probably what it is. So I'll say 75, but 3- like 375, I mean, like, that's ridiculous. And for a game, which, by the way, it's going to be in the mid-40s. Yeah. You know, I've had some weather in the Midwest over these last couple of days. Mid-40s today, but Tom Brady Tom Brady doesn't come to Chicago that often. No, that's right. So and it's probably going to be the last time. Yeah, absolutely. So why not get your ticket and get a ticket in a game that the Bears – May have a decent shot at winning because Rob Gronkowski's been officially ruled out by New England for this game. You mentioned the other Chargers-Titans matchup at the bottom of the hour. Melvin Gordon ruled out for today's game. So, some big names missing early on.
3: Yeah, so you're talking about two top five options at their respective positions. Uh, I happen to be rolling in one league where I I now have to replace them both. (laughs) <laughs> That's going to make for an interesting uh, Sunday, no question about it. And then to top it off, we've got some guys that are normal, set it and forget it Ronco like products. And I like your pricing strategy. Yeah, total game show move, Dan. I yeah. like that a lot. I'm going to go under, and then actual retail price. I didn't go over, so well, I, I can still win.
2: Do you ever have that where you, you maybe you get like a really good deal on something, and you're like, how much did guess guess how much this cost? This guess how much. And it was like 20 bucks, and then they're like $4. And you're like, no, it wasn't that good. It kind of kind of lessens the no. lessens the oomph of, of the surprise that you're about to well, unveil.
3: Well, just say that it was hot and, <laughs> and move on from there. But it's it's a fun week. Oh. I mean, you look at guys like Drew Brees and some others who, who don't exactly have tasty matchups. We're still reeling from the uh, <laughs> eyesore that was Thursday night football. So let's see if we can rally.
2: Just like Morty Seinfeld, Mike Harmon's. Plays for week seven are going to be hot. That leads us to, yes, oh, hot plays. Yes, the guys, you got to get in your lineup for week seven. The must plays for this week. Again, we mentioned it. Some big names on bye this week with the Seahawks, Packers, Raiders, and Steelers all sitting out, so you'll want to know who to play. We're not going to give you the obvious ones. You're obviously going to play Todd Gurley against the 49ers today, but there are other matchups that you may want to take advantage of, whether it be in a season-long thing or if your season's kind of gone down the drain and you're playing Daily Fantasy, you want to listen up here. Hot plays for week seven of the National Football League season. Let's get
3: that tip calculator out and let's get it rolling. We go to the... First game of the day, Tennessee and the Los Angeles Chargers. So, Austin Eckler, it is your time to shine. Seven carries, 60 yards last week. Now gets to jump into the the opportunity uh, of a lifetime. Justin Jackson will be his backup. I got to get a Northwestern guy in where I can. (laughs) Succeed and proceed against Rutgers, Dan, as much as people wanted to mock me. Taylor Gabriel going in that game against New England. Second most targets on the team. Right now, and getting it done. Uh, I'm a little nervous because Bill Belichick was so effusive in his praise of that play that that usually means uh, the guy gets put in a box and is never seen again. So we'll see how that flows. But uh, Gabriel and Mitchell Trubisky, another hot play addition. you got to have an opportunity against a defense that has seven sacks all year long. New England not getting pressure, you'll have some opportunity. Tariq Cohen still flying out of the backfield, and and Allen Robinson quietly putting up a solid season for them as well. With Trey Burton, you got options, you got opportunity, you got an over uh, as long as the winds don't take things down. On the other side of that matchup, you've got Edelman, where the Bears have struggled against slot receivers, but but look at Josh Gordon as well to try to take the cover off of this Bears defense. Khalil Mack with a an ankle injury. Uh, yes, there were some shady uh, dealings in terms of injury report. Yeah, I'm calling it with Brock Osweiler last week, said it at the time as that game started to unfold. And certainly the Bears uh, looking to find a little bit of pride, but they still don't have enough to really take Brady down, so he'll have opportunities down the field. Nick Chubb, he gets an opportunity to be a number one with the trade of Carlos Hyde, who will be active, according to reports for the that's jaguars interesting.
2: Yeah, that's that,
3: that he came in and he did uh midnight studying like we were back in college, Dan.
2: The Jamal Charles experiment didn't go as well as the Jaguars would have hoped. Plus, T.J. Yeldon is going to get the Banger. start, but he's kind of dinged up as well.
3: Yeah. So, Nick Chubb, welcome to primetime against Tampa Bay. Ninth most fantasy points per game allowed to running backs. You also want to look at Duke Johnson, especially if you're getting the point per reception. Buccaneers have given up 31 receptions to running backs thus far this season. we got on Johnson going up against Miami. Uh, 85 total yards on 14 touches ahead of the bye week. you got an opportunity here. Uh, Fifth most fantasy points per game allowed to opposing running backs. That is the Miami Dolphins. So you can get after that a little bit. David Njoku to go back to the Browns for one second. 30 targets since Baker Mayfield took over as the starter. So let's take some volume play. Get him in. Austin Hooper! So we can get a Jaws reference in early in the morning. Going up against those New York football giants. Giants 11th, fewest points allowed to opposing tight ends. But Hooper, back-to-back nine-catch games starting to heat up. And if you have Rob Gronkowski or many others, you're streaming. So we're rolling to the wire to try to find some play. Maybe Charles Clay is that guy because Derek Anderson is your starter for the Buffalo Bills, and he has no conscience.
2: (laughs) The the Derek Anderson experiment today is actually one of the most intriguing things we've got in Week 7.
3: Think about that game, though. Buffalo and Indianapolis— Andrew Luck against a pretty good defense. They've started slowly, week in, week out. T.Y. Hilton's back, but we don't know what he is. He he's going to have a, a a tough individual matchup uh, as you look at the way that that plays out, right? He's got Tre'Davious White will be on him, so not the best of matchups for Luck either. But we'll get into him in a moment. Finally, if you're ever going to play Eli Manning, if you're ever going to roll it up and just say, ah, heck with it. This is the final time. Uh, 25.5 points allowed per game. The Atlanta Falcons pass defense. 16 touchdowns, 6 picks. uh, Some healthy players returning. Here's your spot. Shove them in, see if it works. And Saquon Barkley, we did uh, the prop bet monster. I was in with Jonas a little while ago. uh, Wondering if he will fall down, roll around like a soccer player, and then get up and sprint to daylight once again. We'll see if that
2: happens. (laughs) Those are your hot plays for Week (laughs) 7 in the National Football League. There's the other side of the coin, as always. That's the cold sores, the ones that you want to stay away from that are just... Blech. You don't Cold want to play soars. these guys in week seven. Who are they, Mike Harmon? Don't go
3: chasing. Albert Wilson last week, six catches, 155. Detroit, great on the edges. Now, uh, you're looking at Slay probably has Kenny Stills, but st- Overall, you're still looking at a pass defense that's been phenomenal against receivers on the outside. We mentioned Andrew Luck against Buffalo. Buffalo already with 19 sacks on the year and one of the most efficient in terms of getting quarterback hits on dropbacks. Uh, we know how that's worked for Andrew Luck thus far this season, uh, under duress early and often. While they may get a, be getting healthy, Costanzo came back last week. Hilton comes back, still no Jack Doyle. Still afraid. The points might get there, but I'm tired of trying to chase with Andrew Luck. Watch I mean, I don't know. If you wanna it's horror season, I guess you're watching horror films. (laughs) If you want to watch the first half and have your heart, you know, up in your throat because Andrew Luck is is struggling, then have at it. I'm not waiting for a fourth quarter miracle against the Buffalo Bills. Corey Davis has been lackluster at best, under 65 in six of his seven games, going up against the Chargers. You know what? Just make yourself a nice omelet and sit back and watch this one, because I'm not touching Phillip Rivers either. You look at the Titans, even though whatever that was last week, uh, seventh best against opposing quarterbacks, only seven touchdowns allowed. So we, we take that, and obviously Mariota is a pin cushion, so we can't start him. Uh just to get those uh, early Sundays in. Isaiah Crowell still banged up against Minnesota this week. Minnesota, ninth best against running backs. You look at Alex Collins against New Orleans, same script for both. They're fifth best against running backs. Neither of them can stop the pass. So always take your stats and make sure you're aware. But the game scripts also say these guys won't be huge factors.
2: I also, when you're trying to decipher who's great, who's good, and who's okay in the National Football League, look at it in two-week windows. And as a team, do you really think that they're good enough to play well in? two straight weeks i'm not sure that the jets are and well played it, yeah, so i i just i that's how i look at it look at it as a, a bigger picture instead of maybe just a week ago look at it as a two-week thing great last week against the colts and putting 42 up i don't think that happens today
3: how about alex smith against the dallas cowboys to go for one more uh two two touchdowns or nothing via the air that's the way he's worked plus 250 in three of his five games. But you are look at a Dallas 12th best against opposing quarterbacks, just seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, and you're looking at tied for seventh with 18 sacks on the year, so they'll be able to get after it. And one who a cautionary play, he'll get his 500th touchdown pass today is Drew Brees. But against Baltimore, Baltimore's defense is no joke. So uh, 12.5 fantasy points allowed per game to opposing quarterbacks, five interceptions, six touchdowns. Grease will get his mark. He'll get another uh celebration, but big time points, not banking on him here.
2: Those are the cold source for week seven, and we have one more piece of business to deal with, and that's our mystery man. Yes, the first clue, the guy that you gotta play in week seven. Mike Harmon will give you a clue and give you various clues throughout the show, and it's up to you to figure it out. What's our first mystery man clue of Week 7?
3: Second-year man already holds seven NFL records.
2: Oh, wow. Seven NFL records for the second-year player. It's a guy that you got to play in Week 7 in the National Football League. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. If you have any fantasy questions, just like son-of-a-buck-26 has got... Jameis Winston or Drew Brees today? There you yeah, have it. There it is. Simple Give me Jameis. Let's he go. Likes, he likes Jameis. Of course, center of a buck, 26, follows us on Twitter. I like that. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. Get me at Swollen Dome. We'll do our best to answer over the course of the show.
3: Uh, rankings are already up at SwollenDome.com with all the injury notes uh, accounted for, so you can find most of the answers to your questions there.
2: And there's one way to definitely not have your... Question answered, and that's by not following us. So so I I encourage you to do so, and we'll give you the fantasy advice that you need for Week 7. Coming up next here on Fox Football Fantasy, it's kickoff from London between the Chargers and Titans. Will Marcus Mariota tighten up? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. Glad to have you with us. We're going to break down Chargers-Titans here in about 60 seconds because they're getting underway at the bottom of the hour and we want to get your lineup set. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83, and if you miss the show at any point, don't worry. We got you covered. Just go to iTunes, subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends, download the show every single week, follow us on Twitter. We'll answer your fantasy questions. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at... Find me over at Swollen Dome. Reminder, Fox Football... Fantasy is brought to you by Discover Card.
3: We treat you like you'd treat you.
2: I'm not sure if you know this, but a new Twitter handle was developed. Had nothing to do with me, and I and I'm pretty sure I know who's behind it. One of our loyal listeners, Adam. But the uh, Dan Byer Fan Club Twitter handle was was started. Right now, ten followers. Hey, so hey, the yeah. long road begins yeah. with that first yeah, step. Yeah,
3: Everybody, yeah. dial it up, Di- dial into and, that Twitter account. And Let's it all go.
2: it all started because of last week when we said, "Hey, you just got to follow us on Twitter, and we will end up answering your fantasy question." And what do you know? This ended up being born. But that Twitter handle has a question: PPR Flex Ty Hilton or. A healthy Muhammad Sanu, who will play for the Falcons tomorrow against the Giants.
3: Oh, see, you like the Monday night matchup. You always like to have some stake in that game. Maybe you have a stake while you're watching the game. Prime time. <laughs> you never can. That's not a bad move, right? Uh, I'm going to take Ty Hilton, even though I'm down on the team altogether. I'm a little afraid of what we've got in terms of their overall production. Reports out of practice this week, he's moving well. They want to get him integrated. With Sanu, he's your fourth or fifth option, right? Even with Devonta Freeman now out, you've got Tevin Coleman, you've got Ido Smith, you've got Julio Jones still looking for that elusive first touchdown, Ridley, Hooper, go all the way down. Sanu, how many targets are you getting? If Hilton, yep. if, they're, if they're finally clearing Hilton, that would indicate to me they want to give him a full load which means he's coming back and he's going to see 8-10 to ten tar- uh, targets at a minimum.
2: And by the way, the Giants aren't good defensively to cover the Falcons' first four options. Just so you know, that's not going this to happen. Fair. Yeah. So, so it's probably best to go with T.Y. Hilton today against the Bills. And what I think is an intriguing matchup, even though it's Bills-Colts, and we'll dive into that in a sec. But let's get to Titans-Chargers since it starts. Sure. No Melvin Gordon for L.A. today. Going to sit out because of a hamstring injury, obviously with the bye in Week 8. It allows the Bolts to give him a little bit more time to rest. You mentioned Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson. Jackson, a possible daily fantasy play for you if you want to go. But how much does this affect Phillip Rivers, who gets Travis Benjamin back this week? You've got Keenan Allen, who's still having a difficult time finding the end zone. How does the Gordon injury affect the Bolts today against the Titans?
3: Well, I think he'll go to the short passing game. So Eckler, as a PPR option, I think that's where his true value is going to be. Obviously, he can't replace the production of a Melvin Gordon one-to-one, but you start to split it it out. Maybe you see a a couple more targets for Antonio Gates or Virgil Green. Maybe the tight end gets involved a little bit more. And I I would think you'd see them take a couple more shots downfield early. So maybe Williams is is where you might be looking at to get yourself a a little bit of run. Uh, Tyrell Williams, that is. Mike Williams uh, also in the mix as a number four, but... You're trying to see exactly how to push, but Vrabel's defense has been up to the task, and that that's the hard thing is that something always gives in these London games, something strange, a little little off, and Gordon's injury certainly opens the door for that.
2: Yeah, it does throw in a different factor because you don't know how travel is. You don't know about field conditions. It's it's much more different than just a home or road game, if you will, and the Titans over the last couple of weeks have been Bad at both home and on the road, considering their loss to the Bills. Granted, they were a Nick Williams touchdown catch away from winning that game. Sure. But still, you only, you only score, what, 12 points in that game? Then you end up going home and getting blanked by the Baltimore Ravens. I think Baltimore's a good team. I'm not sure if they're a great team. But defensively, the Titans aren't doing anything. And, Mike, this is a Titans team that many of us still remember from a playoff win against the Chiefs last year, and then going to to New England for the divisional playoff game. But as you mentioned, Mike Vrabel's there, and Mike Malarkey and and his staff are gone, so now you've got a new offensive feel. There's no exotic smash mouth anymore. Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis are averaging under four yards a carry. I know that's not Deion Lewis's main goal. But the point is, this is the team that you thought had one of the better offensive lines in the National Football League. They haven't been getting it done. And you don't know if Marcus Mariota's going to finish the game the way he's been dinged up.
3: Well, you look at ten sa- or 11 sacks last Gosh, week, it, yeah. was a, it was a veritable turnstile. And Baltimore, I, th- I thought before the season, they, they could be good to great. Still not sure where they're at on that part of, of our time continuum. But You've got an offense that's explosive. We'll get into to Flacco and all those guys in a bit. But with Marcus Mariota this week, because it's the spotlight game in London, finally getting I think the the criticism that is deserved from the re- regression. Obviously, you have injury issues that were kind of mixed in. But the offensive line, as you say, has been terrible. The running back position is is an, an absolute travesty. De- Derrick Henry's a shell of his former yeah. self, and, and that's not the offensive line. That's he's he's been poor. Uh, in terms of hitting holes and getting any kind of traction, Lewis hasn't really even been a factor in the passing game like you would have expected mm-hmm. him to. Corey Davis, the big breakout, he had one big game that got everybody excited. And I think the early returns from Tennessee—they were playing good defense the first couple of weeks, come up with a couple of big stops, and and you start getting a little momentum, especially with Houston struggling as they were. That all right, they may not—they might have a lot of warts, but this team might be good enough to slug it out and sure. be a factor, and then week by week we're watching them and and I don't I don't think there's any part of that team that you pull aside and say I like this the numbers may say s- certain things but in in terms of what do I want from this I mean and losing Delaney Walker before the season let's not let's make no mistake about it that's your number 1 target yeah, yeah. I mean you lost your number 1 before you even got started
2: yeah the 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 fact is is the, and they they've had a, a, the crazy season because it was that seven-hour game against the Dolphins yeah. that was delayed and, and, and Walker suffers his injury there. Then you end up in, in the middle of this three-game win streak. You win a 9-6 game against the Jaguars. The Eagles, may maybe the Eagles have now gotten on the right track. You expected maybe some some growing pains when Carson Wentz returned, and I think you got that, so you don't know how great that win was against the Eagles, and maybe it was more about the Eagles than about the Titans, but the Titans, to me, are just a team that I just it can't. Trust and it goes back to Mariota, not only because of his play, but just because of the the health situation. It's it's my biggest question that you've got with the Titans and Bolts who are about to to kick off. Mike Williams, by the way, of the Chargers, it was Tyrell Williams last week that was the big star. So we thought a couple of weeks ago that Mike Williams was maybe gonna be the guy. It's kind of taken a, a back seat a little bit to Tyrell Williams, but we'll see if uh, if what Chargers receiver ends up shining today, if any, in London.
3: Yeah, just the question of do the, you go up over the top with Tyrell, because that's mm-hmm. what you're trying to stretch, versus Mike Williams? More the, I mean, he has that ability, but the red zone efficiency and, and big third down plays is really more where you're looking for him to shine. But. I'm just looking at the stats from Mariota. I'd, I'd done a good job of pushing away because he's not a guy we're recommending in any way, shape, or form to be in your lineup. That's so long ago mm-hmm. that you you almost dismiss how categorically poor
2: those, those yeah. box scores have been. Ugly, to say the least. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. Again, send us a tweet with your fantasy questions. Nearing the midway point of the season, going to start to be do or die pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Doc Diggler tweaks in a half-point PPR flex. Tyler Boyd and the Bengals going up against the Chiefs. James White and the Patriots against the Bears. Kenny Galladay and the Lions against the Dolphins. And another Bears matchup, Jordan Howard going up against the Patriots today. How about that one and a half-point PPR flex pick one?
3: Wow, that is uh, it's a travesty. You can't get more than one of those guys into your lineup. Uh, the one aside from that Bears-Dolphins game, for those that didn't watch it, Bears fumbled away opportunities to blow them out yes. as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it opened the door and, and craziness ensued. Uh, but I'll rank them thusly. I'll get James White in. I think he'll play a big role in today's game with no Gronkowski in. Tyler Boyd, another great matchup again against I mean, against Kansas City. Start him if you got him, Andy Dalton even, uh, as you go. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Galladay three going up against a, a Miami uh, secondary. And then Jordan Howard's fourth because you've seen too much Tariq Cohen and too much pushing the ball downfield. And Jordan Howard not a factor in the passing game anymore.
2: He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. We expect, we expect points tonight in Kansas City. We break down the Sunday night affair between the Bengals and Chiefs. Coming up next, but first, Brian Fenley's here to... Give us the latest of what's happening injury wise in the NFL. A look ahead to what's happening in London and also a crazy night in baseball and in the NBA. Hello, Brian.
0: Hey, hey, guys. Chargers and Titans about to kick off here in a matter of moments overseas at Wembley Stadium in England. And as you all mentioned, LA running back Melvin Gordon ruled inactive today with a hamstring injury. However, Chargers camp will be getting a weapon back soon. NFL insider Adam Schefter is reporting. Defensive end Joy Bosa is set to make his season debut on November 4th. He's recovering from a bone bruise in his left foot. Patriots announcing tight end Rob Gronkowski will sit out today as he nurses an injured back. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Dodgers headed back to the World Series for a second year in a row. LA's Cody Bellinger poking the go-ahead two-run home run. In a 5 1 game seven victory over Milwaukee last night in the NLCS. Game one of the World Series will be at the Boston Red Sox Tuesday night at 8 09 Eastern on Fox. And guys, Ohio State going down in football to Purdue. Who saw that coming?
2: Wow, what a, show- a showdown last night. Unfortunately, um, I may have seen it coming, not down the tracks from Purdue, but there was the way that the Buckeyes had played over the last couple of weeks. They beat Minnesota by a couple of scores, but it was a very close game. And uh, last night was not so much. Ohio State, pretty much awful in every single area.
3: Tell you what, I've seen a lot written and talked about in terms of Nick Bosa and, and that as a distraction. What the hell about your head coach and all the nonsense to start the season? Where's the lightning rod for him? Where's the we're, offensive we're, we're, line? That's what I want to well, know. Well, but, but go the, through the pro Yeah, sure. I mean obviously <laughs> to take it between the white lines, but if we're going to say something outside of the what's going on on the field had a distraction, I think Nick Bosa b- being hurt and saying I'm not coming back, you know, when I'm supposed to be back a month from now is a much much less of a factor than anything else that was transpiring before
2: that had nothing to do with it and rondale moore is one of the better players in all of college football in the country got to see it last night as purdue rolled over the buckeyes he's my carmen i'm dan buyer this is fox football fantasy company live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's easy to save 15 percent or more on car insurance with geico go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO the only hard part figuring out which way is easier there's not many um Brewer and Buckeye fans, but I am one of them. Sorry, Buck. last night was tough. It was a tough one. If I drank last night, would have been quite a night. That may last night may have been the night to start. I'll just say that much. Look,
3: I know people that probably drank <laughs> enough for you.
2: Yeah, that's true. That is, that that's so true. I, I, th- I
3: think we're good. It it all balances out in the force.
2: That, that is fair <laughs> enough. Jive Turkey tweets in uh, half. I think it's a half point PPR. Adrian Peterson, Peyton Barber, or again, Mohamed Sanu. Of course, Peterson and the Redskins taking on the Cowboys. Barber and the Buccaneers going up against the Browns. We mentioned Sanu and the Falcons against the Giants.
3: Potentially a decent matchup for Barber, but you don't know how much Ronald Jones creeps into into action and and mitigates and and lowers that ceiling. So I'm reluctant to go there. I'm not a huge fan of Adrian Peterson for the matchup, but no Chris Thompson. So you've got an opportunity perhaps where the touches are there and obviously Peterson we always are are nervous about his status in terms of injury and how much of a workload he can take on but I I just can't trust Sanu again as much as you may like the matchup overall I I can't bank on a guy with so few targets per week
2: I will say this too if you do want to beat Dallas it's best to not get Demarcus Lawrence and the, the Cowboys defense after you Adrian Peterson, as you mentioned, with no Chris Thompson, you've got no Jamison Crowder. Paul Richardson's doubtful to go. Redskins are dinged up. So if you have a a a slugfest between these two teams, I wouldn't doubt that's what you get today. And Alex Smith hasn't been maybe the quarterback that the Redskins had hoped they'd have. I like I, I do like Adrian Peterson in this spot, even though he's dealing with his own issues. Yeah, I'd like to ask Jay Gruden this: How you like that? You like that? <laughs> Look at what your <laughs> teams become. Uh,
3: But Blame it on Kirk Cousins, I'm sure.
2: They like it in Kansas City as Pat Mahomes, the former home of Alex Smith, is lighting it up. Chiefs and Bengals tonight. Second straight week that the Chiefs are playing on Sunday Night Football as this game was flexed in. Of course, the Bengals playing some good football. But you've got a pretty high over under in this game as well. We expect points tonight in Kansas City between the Bengals and Chiefs.
3: Sitting at a nice lofty 58, Dan. So people excited for this one uh, as you, you look at Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd with their connection. A.J. Green remains a top-ten play. Azuma, again, when we're starting to scrape through the tight end position to try to find guys to replace Gronkowski, maybe you don't trust Greg Olson yet. There's some opportunities there, so maybe you have to dig a, a little deeper. I could start singing the song from The Princess and the Frog if you want. <laughs> you got to dig a little deeper. Uh, Joe Mixon, top-ten play, certainly, going up against Kansas City, giving up. Yardage in chunks. Uh, on the other side, play them if you got them. If you're looking at your Chiefs, Sammy Watkins becomes a back end number two. We're looking at Cincinnati defensively played better. Uh, the the big wild card and all this. How soon before there's a personal foul on Vontez burphy
2: Go. Yeah, I, I will say uh second quarter. We'll <laughs> okay. give we'll give him the first 15 minutes, and then maybe in the second quarter. By the way, he was fined $112,000 for his hits against the Steelers. See, it's like
3: parking <laughs> tickets and moving violations. It starts to snowball. Yeah, around, yeah,
2: and it wasn't like for hit on Steeler player. It was plural. So, $112,000 <laughs> fine for one Vontez Perfect. Also with the Chiefs and Bengals tonight and something that we've we've noticed with Kansas City and with Pat Mahomes, it's tough enough to deal with Tyreek Hill as it is to try to figure out how to stop him. What I think we saw against New England was now the, the, what do you want to say, fast breakaway, the free-for-all playing of Tyreek sure. Hill. There's one thing you could try to scheme and try to stop him on end-arounds, on different routes, on ways to send him deep. But we saw a couple of plays, whether it was the touchdown, the, the long touchdown catch on the 75-yarder, or even the one that didn't seem like it was intended for him where he ends up making a play. Now you throw that in because of Mahomes' ability to move around. Kansas City even a tougher team to defend.
3: Well, I think that's been the, one of the fun things to watch, and, and having gone back uh, because I don't sleep, Dan. So I go back <laughs> and watch them all again. Uh, and looking at Mahomes, it, it's funny because you'll read about him being elusive, and if you're a fantasy player and you're not necessarily going back and watching the tape, you're like, well, then why doesn't he have more rushing yards? Why is this – like, no, he just slides yep. sideline to sideline and just picks – Gets enough space to where he can keep his eyes downfield and then you break containment because eventually, I mean, defensive backs, they're so challenged by the rules anyway, but most of them can't contain coverage nearly that long which is why you see the big play to hill or you'll see big plays to sammy watkins he doesn't need to take off and run he's still waiting to pass first and i think that's been one of those big things in terms of a development in a year two you wouldn't expect that so fast most guys are still tucking the ball and taking off after that first or second
2: read the Patriots and Bears will play in Chicago. Mike told us that to get into the game, you may have to spend almost $400 a ticket yeah, just to see this week seven showdown. But if you pay that much, you're not going to see Rob Gronkowski. Patriots ruled out. One of the first times ever that I've heard player didn't make trip, not yet ruled out. How about that? Was, that? that was the situation with Gronk. Like he's going to find his own way to Chicago. You just take a bus. Take the Greyhound, uh, maybe catch a connector. Planes, trains, yeah. and automobiles. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm sure, insert him. sure, there's tons of direct flights between Logan and O'Hare <laughs> that you could hit, but Rob, you just figure it out. Point being, the Patriots aren't going to have Rob Gronkowski today against the Bears. We saw the Patriots come away with that win Sunday night, but they'll face a little bit more of uh, resistance, if you will. Khalil Mack expected to play despite that ankle injury.
3: Will not have 90-degree temperatures to, to where you're wilting in the second half. Uh, Mac gonna play in some capacity. Would expect a better pass rush here. We know the New England offensive line has its issues. I mean, Tom Brady getting the ball out fast. More Edelman, more James White out of the backfield. Sony Michelle still uh, a back end number one, looking in that 10 to 12 range. Uh, he's got injury. He's on the injury list every week. Uh, As well, but it's been fantastic for them. So you're you're looking at getting all your options in. And Josh Gordon, a back end number two or high end number three, depending on how you want to look at it uh, as you go a little bit deeper. Uh, For the Bears, mentioned Taylor Gabriel in the hot plays, some fantastic work from him back to back 100 yard games, second in the team in targets. Looking at Tariq Cohen becoming a, a much bigger player for them. And I think we'll see more of that. This week against the Patriots, not that they have much of a pass rush, but again, trying to get that speed element going and try to get that pacing.
2: A battle of the best in Baltimore. How about those bees for you? Saints and Ravens going to go at it. We'll break down that matchup as offense and defense go head to head. Two of the top in the National Football League. Plus, we'll also check in with a showdown in the Bay. Tampa Bay. Some more bees for you. Browns and Buccaneers going at it. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. You can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox, Mike. They can get you at.
3: We're going to be over at Swollen Dome. We'll be answering questions over the course of the show. Find the rankings up at Swollen Dome. Fox Football Fantasy is brought to you by Discover Card. Hey, become a new card member. Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations do apply.
2: The Tennessee Titans have received the kickoff in their game in London. They are driving. They are in the red zone. How will they fare? We'll tell you next year on Fox Football Fantasy. Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. When we last spoke with you, we told you the Titans were in the red zone. They got some points. They kicked the field yeah. goal, 28-yarder, put them up 3 nothing. That didn't last long because the L.A. Chargers have answered Philip Rivers, a long touchdown pass on their first play from scrimmage to one Tyrell Williams, Chargers up 7-3 to three on the Titans as things are yeah, just underway, 75-yard touchdown pass. Rivers and Tyrell Williams picking up where they left off a week ago.
3: Again, wasn't thrilled. I mean, and again, when we go in through the matchups, and we try to talk about rankings and where guys are. I mean, Phillip Rivers has been a multi-touchdown performer every week this year. He's finished inside the top eight once. Wow. Just to show yeah. you, I mean, how crazy uh, the league scoring is over overall. So, you know, in a couple of sit-starts early this morning, said, hey, you know, I'll take the other option. And we talked about Tyrell Williams potentially having uh, a bit of a break with Gordon out that they'd maybe try to take the, the top off of – Tennessee. He he was standing by himself. They're showing the replay now, and cornerback just gets spun around, tries to come up on the short man, uh, going to the sideline route, and instead Williams walks in, and Phillip Rivers is jacked up.
2: Tyrell Williams, by the way, now the team leader for the Chargers in touchdown receptions this year with four. Melvin Gordon's got three. Mike Williams has three. Austin Eckler has three. Keenan and allen us, our owners are us, salty yeah us Keenan and allen owners are like what's up with this one here what's up with this one here <laughs> hey let's find out what's up in alabama checking in with our good friend b.a what's up b.a
4: b.a what's <laughs> going on buddy uh rolls god american
2: <laughs> boy you you guys were some uh volunteers yesterday that was uh willingly scoring against those uh tennessee vols in Nealand stadium yeah
4: well you know what we say nothing sucks like a big orange <laughs>
2: oh. oh geez there you go put <laughs> there we go what do you got what what quarterback do you got quarterback dilemma today what do you got BM? yeah i got i got i got
4: a, well I, I don't know i think i know the answer but i always defer to uh bigger brains so uh I got I got Cousins and Dalton. I need I need to figure out what what's going on there. I wanna start Dalton, but I don't wanna, you know, dismiss cousins. I and <clears throat> excuse me. Uh rank rank these other uh players for me if you can. Uh Marquise Goodwin, uh Legarrett Blunt, and Rasheem Mostert. right out from out of the barrel. It was and uh, Good, just, Goodwin yeah, Mostert. And, who's and, the middle and, one there,
3: B A for a second? Who's that?
4: Rashim Mostert, he's a no, no, no. The middle, yeah, I know who he is. The middle, 100.
3: I missed the name of the middle guy. It was Goodwin,
4: uh, Lagarea Blunt.
3: Blunt, yeah, he's not going anywhere near
4: your lineup. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, it, 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 do you think there's a defense that might be out there? I've got the Bears. But do you think there's a defense out there that somebody might not own that has a great matchup today? If you can give me that uh, information, I would love it. And, hey, Judge Judy is 76 years old today. I love your show. Always listening. You know I love you. Roll Tide, America.
2: Thanks, B.A. Happy birthday to Judge Judy as well on this October 21st. How about that?
3: Judge Judy. um, Still making bank, by the way. Uh, A lot of it. Yeah, no (laughs) kidding. How about that? Uh, Houston had been dropped in a bunch of leagues because of early poor returns. You got Jacksonville and Blake Bortles, so an opportunity there. Uh, Buffalo against Indianapolis, we talked about that a little bit. They're unowned in a lot of leagues, Uh, and and then you go a little bit deeper. Maybe Washington, Dallas, as we talked about, maybe a slugfest Mm -hmm. where maybe you get one big play. Uh, As for ranking the others, Goodwin's is going to be number one out of that trio. Uh, Mosher number two, Uh, and then from the quarterback perspective, give me Kirk Cousins, banged up jets secondary they want they want to prove something he still wants to uh flip them off to remind them that why he didn't take their money
2: that's true there could be that aspect in play today is yeah the vikings and jets play at metlife stadium we're going to save browns buccaneers for a bit later because there's a bunch of different things going on there but i do want to touch on saint's bears or, excuse me, Saints Ravens today in Baltimore. Excuse me, Saints Ravens in Baltimore. You got a Baltimore team that obviously leads the NFL in sacks after their 11 sack performance of Marcus Mariota a week ago. You got a Saints team where you think offensively they could do stuff, most rushing touchdowns in the NFL, but going up against a tough Baltimore defense.
3: Yeah, difficult proposition, no question about it. Uh, when you look at the New Orleans Saints for this week, you, you've got. Uh, The best pass rush, Drew Brees will Mm -hmm. get his his touchdown, no question. But we're still looking to figure out how that run game can get things started, whether they can get any kind of balance. Mark Ingram with a solid game in his return. Uh, But for Baltimore, that's where you're better offensive. Drew Brees, back end number one for me. When we're looking at Joe Flacco. This is a nice spot starter daily league. Uh, Michael Crabtree actually catching the ball. Hey, how about that? Certainly helps uh, matters. So he and John Brown as number twos for you on your roster as well.
2: Baker Mayfield's got a win. We know that. In fact, break Baker Mayfield may have his breakout performance today against the Bucs. We talk about that and give you an update from the Bolts and Titans from London next year on Fox Football Fantasy. The Chargers are at it again, but this time using a drive instead of one big play to attack the Titans. They're in the red zone. We'll give you an up. Uh, more of an update if they cash in or not, but as you heard Brian Fenley say, Chargers up on the Titans right now, 7-3, to 3, about two minutes to go in the first quarter. A lot to get to here on Fox Football Fantasy as We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Buccaneers and Browns today. Yes! Mike, this is a game in Tampa where I expect Baker Mayfield to have a day. I expect Nick Chubb to have a day, but I also expect Jameis Winston and all of his weapons to have a day. I think we're in for a good one between the Browns and Buccaneers in Tampa.
3: Smacks of one that should open up quite a bit. We're looking at an over-under of about 53 as we sit here early on a Sunday morning and and watching the, hey, do as I say, not as I do, because you have to hit some submit sometimes, Dan, in your life <laughs> yeah. when you're talking about fantasy lineups. Uh, Cleveland, Jarvis Landry is a top-ten play for you going up against that bad Tampa Bay secondary. We look at Njoku, one of the guys we outlined in the hot plays uh, earlier in the show that you definitely want to take a look at as you roll through. Uh, Callaway is more a, a DFS play if you're going to go deep. Baker Mayfield, good valuation there as well. Uh, but for Tampa, you've got your options on the other side. Cleveland, for all the early accolades, the numbers have have balanced out, and you've seen some warts uh, in that defense and some plays that can be made downfield. So looking for Winston, looking for uh, a little bit of Godwin, who's been a touchdown machine for them thus far, uh, and Mike Evans makes sure he gets his. Where you have trouble is trying to figure out whether you can pick a running back, whether Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones – flex worthy for Barber, but not much more than that.
2: With the trade of Carlos Hyde to Jacksonville earlier this week, it does open the door for Nick Chubb. As you said, Duke Johnson was another one of your hot plays for this week. He complained a couple of weeks ago. Seems like maybe the Browns will get him the ball a little bit more, but maybe out of necessity, as you said, with with really Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway being the really only healthy guys that you can throw to. It seems that uh, that's the way that the Browns are trending and that Duke Johnson at least got his from what he wanted.
3: Well, I guess he got what he wished for, right? Yes. Early in the season, uh, before they made some moves, there was talk of him switching full-time wide receiver. Nick Chubb, I mean, Hugh Jackson's been telling us he's going to get us more Nick Chubb and and Duke Johnson in for a while, so I don't know how long these tra- potential trade of Carlos Hyde had been in the works, and maybe he was letting the cat out of the bag before it actually came to fruition. Because i got to imagine a guy of Carlos Hyde, even though he was only averaging 3.4 yards per carry, that's one of the things to kind of take from this. Uh, As you get excited about Nick Chubb's opportunity, because you've seen a couple of big hits, he's only touched the ball three or fewer times in every game. So, you know, you got some outlier big runs that are out there, but enough to where he'll become the guy. But given the proficiency – Uh, of opposing running backs in the passing game against Tampa Bay, Duke Johnson cannot be uh, underrated at all. He's a guy that I think if you're going into the daily leagues, uh, the valuation on him was remarkably low
2: this week. This is Hard Knocks Bowl, the matchup between the two teams that have most (laughs) recently appeared on Hard Knocks. And when you watched Hard Knocks this year with the Cleveland Browns, yeah, there was a lot of Tyrod Taylor. Well, he was benched. Uh, There was a Josh Gordon storyline because we didn't see him uh, he's now in New England. Uh, Carlos Hyde brought in. this Browns. Let's get the veterans in to save Hugh Jackson's job. That plan went out the window once you won a game with Baker Mayfield. And hey, let's get the young guys going. And that's where Cleveland is, is they face the Buccaneers today, who, by the way, I think Mike, I mean, Jameis Winston didn't show any rust. Granted, it was against the Falcons defense last week. And he did get a little look in that blowout uh, at the hands of the Bears a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago. But his fantasy potential, it's it's through the roof with the questions that they have at the the running back position and with the weapons that they have in the receiving core. I like Jameis Winston today.
3: Yeah, you look at O.J. Howard back and healthy. Cameron Brait found mm-hmm. pay dirt. Uh, his first catch of the year was a touchdown. Uh, as we recall. But you, again, you're looking at tight end options. You might be able to find braid on the waiver wire, depending on how deep your league is. So maybe you take a look see there. Uh, but remember, Jameis last year had seven games of at least 299 yards passing. Now, again, going owing back to the Philip Rivers uh, commentary earlier about how many times he's rated inside the top 10 despite the gaudy numbers. Mm-hmm. We It's a pinball machine league right now. Yeah. So even a good day, as much as we can endorse somebody, maybe rank them 15th, right? 250 and two scores is nothing anymore yeah. with the, the kind of numbers that we're seeing on a game by game basis.
2: He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Football Fantasy, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and SiriusXM Channel 83, and you can find us on Twitter, just like Jeep and John has done. He started to follow us, and so his fantasy question will be answered. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at... Find me over at Swollen Dome. He's got a Robert Woods, Julian Edelman, Jarvis Landry, or LaShawn McCoy at Flex in a PPR league. So you've got Three receivers or the Bills running back for a flex play today? Always dangerous
3: to start thinking about Bills uh, running back, even though M- Shady McCoy finally had himself a little bit of a game. I'm going to look at, uh, first off, Woods is going to be your number one, Landry number two, Edelman number three, because I think Tom Brady will distribute and, and feed more mouths. But uh, that's the way I would rank those three. But I- Shady McCoy, based on touches going up against Indianapolis, I'm intrigued. But he's not he's not setting the needle and, and setting the bar terribly high.
2: And if I favor your tweet, by the way, that means we've answered it on the air. If you Mayo. missed the answer, just go to iTunes, subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends, download the show, and hear the answer there. As simple as that. Nicely done. Let's get to the guys that you got to get in your lineup in Week Seven. Bunch of marquee teams on buy, especially when it comes to fantasy. No Steelers, no Seahawks, no Packers, no Raiders today. So you may be looking to fill some gaps. Mike Harmon's here to give you the answer with the guys that you got to get in your lineup in Week Seven. Let's
3: Hot go. Plays. Wow, well, there it is—the big voice. Uh, look, Eli Manning going up against atlanta last ditch effort to get him into a lineup 25.5 fantasy points allowed per game by this atlanta pass defense 16 touchdowns six picks yeah eli's only got two multi-touchdown games in six this year he's only gone but he has gone over five 250 and five straight so they're at least winging it out a little bit opportunity here sterling Shepard. You look at the Atlanta defense giving up 110 yards a game to slot receivers. Mm. So an opportunity there for a little deeper play for you. Baker Mayfield, we've just talked about it. Uh, Just want to punch it in the mouth with one more stat. Bucks giving up 28.4 fantasy points a game to opposing quarterbacks. They've allowed 16 touchdowns with one interception, Dan. Uh, let's take that. <laughs> Not turning them over. <laughs> Andy Dalton going up against Kansas City, which means we get a little more of Tyler Boyd. Five multi-touchdown games for Dalton in his six thus far this season. C.J. Azuma, one of your opportunists here as you're trying to replace Rob Gronkowski this morning. Take a look there. Mitchell Trubisky going up against New England. They've only got seven sacks on the year. I think Bill Belichick was maybe too much uh, a, a complimentarian it's that's just such a word I like it that he's kind of been effusive with his praise of what they're doing. Did just see the Kansas City offense, so some similarities. So maybe they were able to tighten things up over the week. So I'm a little afraid when Bill's too, too much giddy about a team. Uh-huh. Uh, but still, you got to take your opportunities. So Taylor Gabriel, another guy that you want to get in your line of back to back 100 yard games second-most targets on the team, and big play threat. I mean, Belichick said that touchdown route, 99 out of 100 is what he would have graded that wow. in terms of the excellence of execution. Bring out the red pen, no question about it. All right, Austin Hooper going up against the Giants, back-to-back nine catch games. Joku going up against Tampa Bay, another opportunity there. 30 targets since Baker Mayfield took over. And then we look at... Carry on Johnson against Miami at 85 total yards on his 14 touches. Now fresh off the bye, going up against the fifth most generous run defense in all of the National Football League.
2: Those are your hot plays for week seven of the National Football League, and now let's get to the other side of things, the other story. Guys that you don't want to touch, that you don't want to see, that you don't want to look at, you don't want anything to do with. Cold source. Who are the cold source for Week 7?
3: Locked and loaded. All right, first, Deshaun Watson going up against Jacksonville. Why? Because he gets beaten up, Dan, time and time again. Eighth best team against a fantasy quarterback. Tied, tied for 18th and sacks, though. So he will have a little bit of time to dance, perhaps not as beaten down as he's been in weeks past. Uh, you've seen Will Fuller neutralized the last couple of weeks. they got to figure out how to free him up. But until then... I think Deshaun Watson becomes nothing better than a mid-number two. Maybe on DFS, maybe you want to go for a daily play with him. Uh, Alex Smith going up against Dallas, 12th best, only uh, seven touchdowns allowed thus far, two picks, seven, tied for seventh in the league with 18 sacks thus far. You look at Alex Smith, he's either two in the air or he's nothing. Right, One of those odd-even mm-hmm. kind of things going on. So a little danger zone for him against Dallas. Uh, we look at... Alex Collins and Isaiah Crowell. Crowell against Minnesota, and Collins going up against New Orleans, two of the top ten defenses against opposing rushers. Part of that is because neither can stop the pass, so take that with a grain of salt. But you look at Isaiah Crowell, he's banged up a little bit. Minnesota, ninth best against running backs, and even after that big bust-out performance, Crowell back to earth, 52 yards on 15 touches against Indianapolis. Collins, touchdown dependent is really what it comes down to for Baltimore. They're going to do their damage in the air with Joe Flacco and company uh, as solid plays for you. How about Corey Davis, under 65 yards in six of his seven games, and then in Indianapolis, I'm going to sit back and grab some popcorn and watch the Buffalo defense tee off on Andrew Lunt
2: Wow, you, you're not high on the Colts. I will say this, there are only certain teams that I think should be granted a more-than-touchdown favorite line. And I just don't think that the Colts are good enough to have that, no matter who they play, whether it be the Bills or any other team, just there's only certain teams that are good enough to have that.
3: Yeah, I think there's something to be said for the uh, Derek Anderson effect, but I also look at it the other way of he's just going to come out winging the ball. He's got no ambitions of a long-term job. He's a guy signed off the street and pressed into play because the rookie got, got these, well... Is butthanded there's, to him. Yeah, Let's call it what it is. He and Josh Rosen put in very – Josh Allen, Josh Rosen put in very bad circumstances. Uh, I had said that before the season that I, I never thought Allen, based on the schedule, should have seen the field. Likewise with Rosen, uh, why put him out there to be a punching bag if you don't have a team around that has any semblance uh, of being able to perform – Uh, at this kind of level. So now with Derek Anderson, I got to think he just comes out and he just starts winging it around.
2: Derek Anderson has started just four games uh, since 2011. How about that? So there's something to take note (laughs) of as he gets the start today in the Bills-Colts matchup. We had a mystery man clue earlier, second-year player with already seven NFL records. What's our uh, second clue for our mystery man for week seven? Only ten receptions thus
3: far in 2018, but a guy destined to break through and perhaps even see 10 targets to uh, in his weekend matchup.
2: There it is, your mystery man clue. Only 10 receptions so far to go along with the second-year player with seven NFL records. Simple as that.
3: There you go. Fox Football Fantasy brought to
2: you by GEICO. Great news. Quick way you can save money, you can switch to GEICO. Go to geico.com,
3: and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more On car insurance.
2: There's an NFC showdown today on Fox. By the way, Chargers kicked a field goal. It's 10-3 early in the second quarter on the Titans. Titans, though, knocking on the door of the red zone for L.A. as the teams play in London. I mentioned the NFC showdown on Fox today. That could have big implications in the playoff picture, but not so much in the fantasy world. We'll tell you about it next year on Fox Football Fantasy.
0: Brought to you by Progressive Insurance, creators of the Name Your Price tool. Choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you. Visit progressive.com today.
2: It's Fox Football Fantasy here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Weather's not going to play a factor anywhere in the National Football League today, except maybe in Philadelphia. Could be a little soggy. There was rain earlier today breezy temps maybe in the high 40s. Panthers and Eagles playing today and Mike this is the game that I was pointing to. Now the Eagles maybe the best team in the NFC East and the Panthers challenging for that NFC South matchup but in a game where could have playoff impl- that could have playoff implications in the NFC playoff picture I'm not seeing tons of fantasy love from this game, despite the marquee matchup that it is,
3: yeah, we're going to take McCaffrey and we'll take him as a high-end number two. Cam Newton, back-end number one. Not looking for monster uh, performances here. We look at teams uh, pretty similar in terms of what they do, middle of the pack against opposing quarterbacks for fantasy purposes. So we'll we'll put Carson Wentz in that same vein. Starting to pick things up, and obviously the rapport with Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz uh, back on the scene for you feeling pretty. Pretty good, I think, for the backfield. Uh, Clement is a back-end number two, but you're you're not going in that with a lot of confidence. But uh, this one could be – it's sitting at about a 45 over-under. I think I'm going to take the under. Just the gut of having watched these teams each week.
2: I expect Philadelphia to try to get that running game going. By the way, last year when they played Christian McCaffrey, he was kept in check on the ground – wasn't, wasn't the workhorse back that he was this year, had just eight yards rushing right. last year, but was a receiving threat at 10 catches in their matchup for 56 yards and a score. At least something to watch today where I just don't think you're going to get a lot. By the way, the Titans didn't get a lot. They got a field goal against the Chargers. It's 10-6 LA over Tennessee, 9-51 to go until halftime. Chargers were at midfield, but now Tennessee is forced to punt. We'll keep you up to date on that matchup. Wow, a punt,
3: Dan. How yeah, how
2: about that? Shocking. A awe. punt in sunshine in London.
3: Wow. Yeah. Just the well, it's the sunshiny uh, Eddie Garcia bringing <laughs> yes. bringing the positivity there. Our our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio. Last guy was. Uh, Devin and he and uh, Greg Olson, we look at Olson back end, number one. Again, tight end position is just such a muddled mess this year. Uh, but Olson, with another week of practice under his belt, we get him in. Funches as a number three. Reminder, Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by VegasScoresAndOdds.com. For free winners, Go every day, go to VegasCovers.com. That's VegasCovers.com.
2: Let's check in on one of the greatest albums there is. Mike Harmon's greatest hits from week six in the National Football League.
3: We got Muhammad Sanu going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Everybody plays, everybody wins. A lot of scoring to be done. Coleman stays in, he's the single back. And here's a play fake. Ryan going to slip it across. Here's Sanu at the 20, turns it up, 10. Muhammad 5, reaches in zone. Jameis Winston against Atlanta. Yeah, we'll trust him in his comeback. To the field in a full-time basis. Cameron, great.
2: I like my chances. Third down and H. Shotgun formation, Quiz Rogers in the backfield, here's the snap, pressure coming, looks upfield, throws a fade route, far sideline, it is a caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay! Cameron Breit and the Buccaneers have scored on the opening drive.
3: Andrew Luck against the Jets, back-to-back top five fantasy opportunities for him. Look for Chester Rogers, he's on the board for you as a back-end number two wide receiver. Three
1: receivers go left, Andrew Luck out of the gun, gonna throw upfield, hooks up with Chester Rogers at the ten, he's at the five, stretching out towards the is he in? Yes, touchdown.
2: Touchdown, Chester Rogers. A 17-yard strike from Andrew Luck. There was so much information, great information, that was given in Week 6. It could have been a double disc from Mike Harmon. On this Greatest Hits album, there is a hidden bonus track, nice. Mike. Here it is. Look for David Moore of the Seahawks to make a play today against the Raiders.
1: There's a shotgun snap, Russell fumbles the snap, looks, Puff fake, steps up, throws to the end zone! Moore is there, he's in the end zone! Touchdown Seahawks! As Moore goes over the back, railing behind the end zone, nearest the stands, but he hangs on for a 19-yard touchdown reception.
2: Look at me going out on a limb telling you to play a guy who had two touchdowns the week before. But that's what I did. Hey, David Moore came through with a score last week. But, Dan, here's the thing. Did anybody know who David Moore was? Even with the two touchdowns? That's true.
3: He had three catches, 38 yards with two scores. That's enough to put him on my watch list for most people, right? It's like, oh, who's this guy? But given the Seahawks and where they'd been,
4: Mm-hmm. We weren't there.
3: I mean, and we were texting back and forth. Ryan Dennis, you, you and I, uh, Ryan, our, our executive producer, and kind of going back. It's like, hey, there's a score. There's a guy we mentioned, and then more scores. Like, there it is. All yeah. right, we got our
2: hat trick. We're done. It was a game of pinball with uh, everything that was going right for week six. The picks on the these games a week ago. And a little, little left uh, much to be desired in that one. That was a tough week for uh, for some of us in picking games. But fantasy-wise, we were picking the right players. Join us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byron Fox. Mike is at Swollen Dome. Chris Dell tweets us and follows us and says he needs to start two running backs at a PPR league. Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson, Matt Breida, Kenyon Drake, or Tariq Cohen. Who do you like out of those two in a PPR league?
3: Uh, he's got all the guys that you have to love a little bit for this week. Chubb and, and Johnson kind of equal one back uh, when it comes down to it. Tariq Cohen's got to be in your lineup just based on his workload, the touches uh, and targets that he's seeing. Jordan Howard, a bystander, much of the time, even though he had a couple of big runs down in, in one possession. Then they got conservative, Dan. Uh, wait, I'm not going to relive that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got to get Kenyon Drake in. So like, if we're going to rank these guys. Uh, it was Chubb, Duke Johnson. Who was the third one?
2: It was Chubb, Duke, Matt Breida. Matt Breida. Yeah.
3: That's right. I, I abbreviated it and then couldn't remember it when I started uh, losing my mind uh, over week six. Uh, so Breida still banged up, always banged up. Uh, but you got C.J. Bethard certainly working things in the that offense. Not much expected in, in this game overall from the, the 49ers. They're going to get boat race, But that means opportunity if you want to. Get a catch a couple of flares out of the backfield and, and perhaps turn up field. Uh, so let's let's rank them. Let's go Chubb one, Cohen two, Brita three. Then we'll get down to uh Drake. To the Drake. Drake could potentially jump Brita. uh, and then Duke's fifth. PPR league certainly has some respect, but the split workload you still have to see how that plays.
2: Now, the Lions. Go up against Kenyon Drake and the Dolphins today, 1 o'clock Eastern time start. No Ryan Tannehill again for Miami. Brock Osweiler to get the start in a system that he knows of Adam Gase. As you mentioned, the Bears had opportunities to close things out last week. Uh, They didn't, and the Dolphins ended up getting a victory, and it was a great win for Osweiler. The question is, can you now do it two weeks in a row against the Lions team that does have some Firepower on offense, so you may have to put up points again. Lions-Dolphins today in South Florida. The
3: answer is no, it doesn't happen again. Uh, Again, you get some success from Drake on the ground. You can take your shots downfield, but Kenny Stills will see Darius Slay, so we'll push him to the side. He's no better than a fourth option. Albert Wilson, last week's hero, 6 for 155. Difficult to see that repeating Detroit overall. That secondary has been fantastic against outside receivers and coming out of the bye. Uh, There's no rope-a-dope this week as to who's starting. They practiced for Brock Osweiler, went back and pulled all the tape and showed all the bad tendencies no matter how much. (laughs) You may love Adam Gase. You can't take all those things away. Uh, But for the Detroit side of things, all three of those wide receivers, number twos as always uh, as we go through – Marvin Jones would be the third of them. Galladay leads the way. Tate for your PPR is is your best option. And then carry on Johnson's a guy we like. Uh, Matthew Stafford sitting around between 8 and 10 on most rankings board. That sounds about right. Some opportunities downfield certainly to be had.
2: The Lions, the road team, three-point favorites in this game against the Dolphins. Miami, by the way, remember that Kenyon Drake at the fumble at the goal line that could have sealed the victory for Miami a little bit earlier. Would have been their second touchdown on the ground this year. They're one of three teams with just one rushing touchdown. The other two, Tampa Bay and Indianapolis. Let's get to our final mystery man clue of week seven in the National Football League. We had a second-year player with seven NFL records and only ten receptions so far this season. Correct. And our third clue is?
3: Well, he's from the all-world all SEC. He was a two-time all SEC All right. performer before joining the NFL and becoming a first round pick.
2: Oh, there it is. He is your mystery man, a guy you got to play in week seven. We will reveal who that is coming up after Brian Fenley gives us the latest of what's happening in week seven in the National Football League in London between the Bolts and Titans. Good morning, Brian.
0: Good morning, fellas. The LA Chargers leading those Tennessee Titans ten to six in the second quarter. Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers threw to Tyro Williams, who was racing up the sideline, wide open in the Tennessee secondary, turns it into a 76-yard touchdown. Titans Ryan Suckup has connected on two field goals, one from 28, the other from 33 yards. Chargers' pass rush about to get more potent. NFL insider Adam Schefter is reporting defensive end Joy Bosa is set to make his season debut on November 4th. He's recovering from a bone bruise in his left foot. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more car-buying experience. And the Patriots have ruled out Rob Gronkowski with an injured back in today's game against the Bears, so they won't have their big pass catcher there for Tom Brady and company in
2: Chicago. Thank you very much, Brian. This is Fox Football Fantasy, keeping you up to date of what is happening in the National Football League. As we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. As you heard, Titans and Chargers in a tight one. Tennessee, though, outgaining themselves from last week's entire game against the Ravens, already more total yards than they did <laughs> against the Baltimore Ravens when they lost 21 to nothing. So there's a win there for Tennessee. Lonesome Kicker tweets in, PPR flex move. Again, a Muhammad Sanu. And, but there's another <laughs> name in this that I find intriguing. Muhammad Sanu, Will Fuller, as the Texans take on the Jaguars, or Cole Beasley. And the Cowboys oh. taking on the Redskins today.
3: The greatness of Cole Beasley becoming that man. Uh, I, I think as we go through, this is one where uh, Muhammad Sanu is actually going to win out. I do like Cole Beasley. Had his bust out out of the slot last week. Question is, can he pull that off again? For PPR purposes, maybe you get a, a four or five point spotted to you from Cole Beasley. But do you have the, that breakthrough again? Uh, repetition. Going up against the the Redskins, difficult proposition. I've got him rated only down at about 40th for wideouts. Sanu not much higher. Uh, and Fuller is ranked similarly, but he's been a non-factor for the past couple of
2: weeks. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense went missing last week against the Cowboys. Yeah. I would have to think, Mike, if there was ever a time for that defense to return to the greatness that they were a year ago. It's today at home against the Texans. If it doesn't happen today, now I've got serious questions about the the value of Jacksonville throughout the rest of the season. It's, it's, it's only week seven, but this is a division opponent, a division opponent that has their own problems to deal with. I think this is a big day for Jacksonville to do something against the Texans.
3: No, I agree. You look at a, a team that was left for dead, right? Houston could have been done and will always – I guess towards the back end of this year, we'll look at that Indianapolis game, perhaps a little more closely. But in the moment, like you know Frank Reich saying, I, I want to tr- show my guys something, and now it actually plays out that the division uh, is maybe sure. going to be in the balance when it when it's all said and done because of the Texans rising from the dead and getting some opportunities here. So you look at the the Jacksonville defense, can they get home on on Deshaun Watson? Right, that's really where, what it comes down to, and we've watched the Texans offensive line uh, look like the NFL version of Swiss cheese, I think would be the <laughs> nice way to term it uh, with a number of these games that we've seen, and he's been batted around like a pinball uh, in, in a machine right now, is, is Watson. He's banged up. We did one of those medical charts. There's a lot of blinking red lights uh, going on with him, so you're, you're looking for those opportunities downfield. You don't have much of a running game. Lamar Miller's basically mm-hmm. falling forward. Freeman's not coming back anytime, or Foreman, I should say, isn't coming back anytime soon. So you're not getting any, any lift from there. For Jacksonville, Blake Bortles is going to be under duress, right? We That's the one thing we know Houston can do is get after the the quarterback. Can he rise up? Because all of a sudden, trade winds swirling. I mean, they've got to release statements. We're not trading for anybody. That means in there's...
2: Someone's talking. Some lips are moving somewhere. There are some who wondered if Carlos Hyde would play quarterback for the Jaguars (laughs) when he got acquired from the Cleveland Browns earlier this week. He
3: was a quick study, they say. In (laughs) two days, he's ready to take on some part of the the run game. I mean, the fact that Yeldon's banged up, I guess they have to.
2: Yeah, you'd need somebody else there because Jabal Charles just wasn't a factor last week against the Cowboys, and Yeldon has had a high volume of snaps with Leonard Fordett out. Texans and Jaguars playing at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Bills and Colts, 1 o'clock Eastern time, yeah. a game that we've touched on here and there. Marlon Mack made a season debut last week with success from the Colts. Derek Anderson getting the start today. But I just find this so intriguing as we touched on with the Colts earlier. Are they good enough to have a, be a 7.5-point favorite against the Bills? I don't think so, but you do get T.Y. Hilton back for a Colts offense that has seemed to put up points on the board against uh, teams like the New York Jets a week ago.
3: And the Colts defense has been solid in spurts, so I think part of the thing helping to dictate that line is that you get a turnover or two from Anderson because he will be a little careless with the football, trying to make something happen. What else you got, right? At this point, your season's done. You're starting a guy you picked up off the scrappy. What did you say? Four starts since 2011 Yes, was the number. So yep. he, it's not like he's playing for a long-term job. So what's the difference? If he goes out and goes does a Peterman, and throws five picks, what's the difference? They're no worse yeah, off. Yeah. So I, I think that's one of the wild cards in all of this, which could be to you know, the Colts advantage and really make this thing get out of whack uh in a in a hurry and Mac and everybody else, every, Ebron, they all become fantasy starters. But if it plays to script as we we sit here early on a Sunday morning, Buffalo's defense will do enough of a job to make it a, a Vinatieri show more than anything else.
2: They'll be kicking indoors if they uh, if they need Adam Vinatieri today. Is the Colts host the Buffalo Bills? We got two more games we want to touch on: Rams, Niners in a sec, also Vikings and Jets. But I do want to reveal our mystery man for week seven. The clues are: second year player with with seven NFL records, only ten receptions so far this year, but he was a two time All SEC performer, and he needs to be in your lineup this week. Our mystery man is. We talked about
3: Eli Manning. One of his targets comes back. It's Evan Ingram.
2: All right, mystery man. So
3: one of the staples of last year. One of the only. The, I've been listening to a lot of Colin Hay. Let me tell you. Go you, if you were a brewer and Ohio State fan who happened to drink, and you listened to some Colin Hay, <laughs> you might have might have drank a little bit more. Uh, but yes, good to hear that song. But Ingram comes back. What do you have? Fifty four catches last year. Set eight team records, and seven NFL records for different rookie marks.
2: He is in my lineup this week, so Evan Ingram returning, taking off the injury report as the Giants take on the Falcons. May just want to play everybody in that game. Uh, The Vikings and Jets will play today in New York. The Jets, yes, the Jets, going for a three-game win streak. All these games at home, they beat the Broncos, they beat the Colts, but now a different animal in Minnesota comes to town. The Jets could be missing about 60% of their secondary today (laughs) against uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and Kirk Cousins. Maybe not the most ideal matchup as the Vikings are about a a three-and-a-half favorite against the Jets today.
3: Yeah, no, that's not good for anybody. So it's also the Kirk Cousins revenge game. You have to wonder which way it goes. We talked about it a bunch, Jason Smith and I, obviously, him being big Jets honk. Uh, he's obviously thrilled with Sam Darnold, but one of those elements that's out there is that Kirk Cousins, with the videos that he posted, probably ticks some people off. So there's probably one or more defensive linemen willing to uh, take an extra shot if they get a chance at Kirk Cousins. I don't think they will, though. I think he's going to be winging the ball downfield, and this is one where Stephon Diggs gets gets right. Thielen's the number one receiver in all of football right now. Uh, you've got more Latavius Murray because no Dalvin Cook yep. once again. Uh, he's a back end number two. I can't endorse him any higher. He's touchdown dependent in terms of his overall value. But on the other side for the Jets, fourth receiver Robbie Anderson? Question mark?
2: Yeah, Isaiah no Crowell an- anun- anun- is a number two. Yeah, you've got no Anunwa today, and Terrell Pryor is going to be cut. So one of the more interesting
3: stories that I don't think is getting the outrage it should
2: because.
3: It's, it seems like, you know, for, for Terrell Pryor, more, more people should be raising their hand going, wait a minute, this is how this business works? Wait, it goes the other way too? Sure.
2: Two touchdown, uh, cut, touchdown catches, excuse me, in the right? last two games for Terrell Pryor, who was a free agent signing, just signed a one-year deal uh, with the Jets this season. So now the fact is, is Terrell Pryor going to be looking for work in the National Football League? Finally, last but definitely not least, San Francisco 49ers on a short week. Coming off of a valiant effort against the Green Bay Packers. Now they get to face Jared Goff and the LA Rams, who will be without Cooper Cup today. Short week for the Niners, but at least they're home against their division rival.
3: Yeah, a, a game last week we saw the 49ers valiantly battle. Uh, Bethard and company, and then somebody else started calling plays. Did they ha- have like a contest winner for their <laughs> yeah. final four drives? Yeah, the ball
2: hits ninety six. They like, uh somebody hit, won a contest.
3: Like guy winning on his you know Madden game. Hey, you get to call the plays for the rest of the fourth quarter because totally different game then they'd called and and played effectively the entire way. Uh, Beathard, mid-number two for me because of the scramble ability. There are some big plays to be had. Because let's also face it, if this is if this script goes to form and it's a 52-and-a-half over-under, Rams are scoring a bunch of points, which means Bethard's putting the ball up. So for daily leagues, I'll take him. I'll take Goodwin. I'll take a, a stab there. Uh, Breida, mid-number two, uh, as we talked about. Kittle. Becomes, just by the tight end position, uh, even if banged up and always has the red questionable tag, is always going to be a top five, top seven play for you. Uh, For the Rams, get them on, get them over, get them in. No Cooper Cup, but everybody else plays. Everybody else gets into your lineup.
2: The Titans and Chargers playing in London right now. Tennessee dominating in time of possession having the ball over 18 minutes to just eight wow. of the Chargers, now driving in L.A. territory, but it's the Chargers up 10 to 6, about two and a half minutes to go until halftime in London. Marcus Mariota, 11 of 14 so far for 134 yards.
3: Again, Operational efficiency, Dan, but not being able to finish. I mean, we're watching them march up and down the field and then get cute and get, I don't know, maybe a puckering in the red zone, and it's a Ryan Suckup kind of day.
2: Two field goals, the Chargers got their touchdown on a long touchdown pass from Phillip Rivers to Tyrell Williams on their first play from scrimmage of this game. But again, Chargers up on the Titans 10-6, about two and a half to go until halftime. This is Fox Football Fantasy. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. If you want to reach us on Twitter, I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. And Mike, they can get you at. Find me over at Swollen Dome. And I'll be honest, there have been people who have tweeted us that have asked for fantasy advice, and I can see that they don't follow us. So we haven't answered their question. Yeah, it's simple as simple as that. I know it's 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 it may seem like a lot to ask. I just don't think that it is. We'll give you the answer, just follow us. Get Mike at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox.
3: We also have some random people jumping into the mentions, declaring themselves experts and champions of the world.
2: Don't listen to them. Just don't (laughs) listen to them, because if you want to listen to them, you might as well make your own decisions. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Football Fantasy. There's an international flavor in the National Football League, but it actually spreads around the world. We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Radio we got a turnover in London. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Football Fantasy getting a set for Week 7. The Titans were driving in the red zone. A tip ball picked off by the Chargers. And now L.A. has the ball with about 29 seconds left as the Titans' opportunity to get in the end zone today for the first time uh, did not come to fruition. 10-6 bolts on top of the Titans nearing the half in London. For Marcus Mariota, his first career interception. In the red zone, want to run this by it quickly. If the playoffs started today in the NFL, the top two seeds in the AFC: Kansas City one, New England two. You would have wild card matchups between the Bengals and Ravens, and then this game right here: Titans and Chargers would be a <laughs> wild card game in the NFC. If the playoffs started today, Rams and Saints would get the top two seeds. Washington would be home to Green Bay, as the Packers would be a six seed. You'd have a Bears Panthers matchup in the wild card at a four five matchup. So you'd have no Eagles or no Vikings if the playoff started today. Good thing for those teams, they don't. You know what's happening right now, though? The feud. Yeah. All right. They're going to the half. Chargers up on the Titans 10-6. It's time for us to play our own game. If they played the feud at halftime of NFL games, I think it would be a hit. Top 10 answers on the board, guys. I want to know the countries that the NFL has played a game. Yes, the countries where an NFL game has been played, preseason or regular season, doesn't matter. Throughout the league's history, there are 10 countries where the NFL has played a game. I want to know them. Mike Harmon, we start with you. Three strikes and a pass as Ryan Dennis, Sam Kinsley, and Brian Fenley make up the rest of the Fox family. Let's go Mexico. The great country of Mexico. Sure, we've seen games there. Show me Mexico. There it is. Mexico getting in on the action. They'll have Chiefs-Rams later on this season. Yeah, buddy. Over to Ryan Dennis. We'll go with the chalk, I guess, with the United States uh, work. United um, uh, I don't know. it got to be number one answer, isn't it? There it is. U.S. of A, United States, one of 10 countries to host an NFL game. Over to Sam Kinsley. By the way, happy belated birthday to you, you and Appreciate to Mike Harmon. It. So nice, yeah, Yeah, belated Mike's birthday this week and yours as well. So Yep. On the nineteenth. I'm gonna go with uh Japan. Japan. We've seen college football there. What about the pro game? Sure enough, there Hot it is. Diggity. Japan is on the list. Over to Brian Finley at the update desk.
0: I mean, do we go with England?
2: Do we go with England? Yes, we do. There it is. Game right now. An obvious answer. England is on the list. Back over to Mike Carmen. Four for four. Top 10 answers on the board. Countries where the NFL has played a Let's game. Let's see
3: if I can screw that up momentarily. But first a reminder, Fox Football Fantasy brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. How about Ireland?
2: Ireland. Oh, a great country. The, Ireland. Uh, Rooney's getting us over. Probably there. a great game in Ireland. Yes, there it is. The Bears and Steelers played a game in Ireland in 1997. Ireland is on the list 5 for 5 so far. Over to Ryan Dennis. I'm grasping for straws here. Uh, Let's go China. China. I know that the NFL had had plans. Show me China. Uh, No, no. They actually wanted to play Seahawks and Niners. I think we're going to play Seahawks mm -hmm. and Patriots, some sort of matchup, but didn't come to fruition. First strike over to Sam Kinsley.
1: Uh, Let's try Canada.
2: Canada. Of course, the Bills played a bunch of games in Toronto (laughs) at one time. Show me Canada. There there it is. Canada is on the board. Over to Brian Fenley.
0: I know they've done college football in Australia, but what about NFL?
2: Uh, Let's see if it's a good day or not. It is. The Broncos and Chargers played a game down under, preseason game in 1999. Yes, division rivals playing in Australia. Back over to Mike Harmon. Three answers left on the board.
3: As you sit here in the Geico studios, they've gone to halftime. Uh, We're finishing up our run here, and I'll continue to curse at you on Twitter, at Swollen Dumb. How about Germany?
2: Germany. We know it was such a success with NFL Europe. Yeah, Show buddy. me Deutschland. There it is. Yes, Germany has hosted NFL games. Over to Ryan Dennis. Oh, one strike available and, I'm and a pass with, available. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with a pass on this one. Oh, he's going to use the pass. The Vikings and Bears played in Sweden in 1988. So there, there was a go, game buddy. in Sweden. All right, Sam, it's up to you. One country left. Ah, let's see it. Yeah, let's try Italy. Italy. Show me Italy. No, oh, you not. got the boots. Oh, did not make the list. Is that a third strike? I don't know. No, that's true. Like, okay, two. That's, that's two. two. that's two. That's two. That's All two right, Brian, China and Italy. That's right, yeah, because we had the pass with Ryan Dennis. Brian Fenley, it's up to you. Uh, uh, the you, final country.
1: On
0: a limb here, Madagascar. Mad-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's geez. got the spirit of things, man. Oh, <laughs> Show me Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> the the one answer <laughs> Spain oh! España